So, Michelle. So, David. Just when you think spying can't get any more ridiculous. I know, it did. Balloons. Balloon gate. Balloon gate. Look, I have been wallowing, or shall I say floating, around on these balloons. And yeah. I'll be honest with you, we've had many listeners via our Twitter feed, at iSpiedPodcast. At iSpiedPodcast. At iSpiedPodcast. All going, you are going to talk about balloons. So, Well, because everyone else is. Oh, hell. But what I find fascinating about this is everyone's like going, oh, this is ridiculous. I know. Stupid. No, it's not. No. This is really, really good fun. Let's really tuck in. Then. Let's pop this one. <laughs> oh, God. You're listening to I Spied, the party balloon of Australian intelligence. I love it. I just, this is going to be okay. so much. My Hello and welcome to I Spy. My name is Michelle Stevenson. I'm here with David Callan and we are going to tackle the big issue, Balloon Gate. Balloon Gate. I mean, it's like everyone kind of got all into this for some reason and I, it really actually took me by surprise. But if you haven't been paying attention, if you haven't. there was a balloon floating over the US and everyone kind of had their opinion on it. They were demanding that it get shot down. Oh yeah, I love that. And of course, Joe Biden did authorise to shoot it down, but in a safe space so it landed in the Atlantic. Well actually he wanted it done straight away and the Pentagon turned around and went dude we don't actually know what's up there it's three busloads yes. of payload it was huge. Yes and there's been a lot of rhetoric around China and then China of course being embarrassed by it and then everyone's saying well this didn't happen in the previous administration and then the Defence Department goes well actually it happened three times when yeah, Trump was and Trump well, was like well I didn't know anything about it it's like well you didn't know much about anything yeah. so <laughs> you were kind uh, of drug addled on Adderall anyway yeah you were eating Maccas the whole I was time. really disappointed because I wanted to either look like the sky whale that's always up in camera <laughs> yeah. or a big G21 I know. like his 21st birthday anyway this is what I found fascinating was the, the number of people that were like, oh, this is stupid and it makes yeah. no sense. Right. What's really important about this? And we, we're going to go through, we're going to go back in history. Yeah, I think we really need to break it down as well because people are very confused by it. I mean, the Chinese government said it was a weather balloon. Oh, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, 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 no. I have a few sources in certain places that have gone, yeah, weren't that. All right. Now, let's get right back. Let's go back. Okay. In the, let's get in the time machine, go back okay. in history. Great. Love to the it. the French Revolution. Okay. It's very, very claustrophobic in this time machine. Yes, I know. Uh, Look, as soon as the door is open, you'll be on the plains of France. Right. Where the Montpellier brothers were creating hot air balloons. They were used during the French Revolution. Right. Why? They went up to 600 metres above mm. the ground. Back in that time, that was a long way above the battlefield, all right? So the whole thing was- it It's like a drone, an old-fashioned drone. Elevation. Right, so it puts you above mm. your enemy and you can see what they were doing. Then the Americans used them in the Civil War. In fact, a scientist and inventor, Thaddeus Howe, Yes, I love that name. You just, <laughs> he approached Lincoln in 1861 and yep. said, Mr. President, we need to use balloons. Right? <laughs> just like that. Just like that. It's actually, Great. they have a recording. The first recording of a human being was Thaddeus Howe going, Mr. President, <laughs> we need a balloon. Okay. Right? They had seven balloons. None of them were shot down. They could reach 1,000 metres, like a kilometre. That's a long well, way I, I think we've all done that experiment when we were in primary school. We had to send a weather balloon up. <laughs> <laughs> Now, he used hydrogen. Yeah. Right. Now, the problem, they actually had a hydrogen generator mm. that would create the hydrogen, 
up goes the balloon. There's a problem with hydrogen. and um, It explodes. It does. It does yeah. explode. But they didn't lose one. <laughs> Hindenburg, right? anyone? Yeah, well, talk about that. That's important. And they would communicate either with telegraph, so they'd have someone with a little keypad and a line going down from the balloon, or semaphore, so a guy with either, you know, with flags, flashing signals, right? And they use that. They use them in every sort of combat situation they were in, right up to the turn at the end of the 19th century. Then World War One happened, and the Germans stepped in with dirigibles. Okay. Some of these zeppelins that they were putting up above the battlefield were up to 700 feet long. Yeah. They were manned. They had balloonists manning them, little motors to drive them around, as you would expect with a dirigible. Mm. And they had machine gunners, and some of them can carry up to two tonnes of ordnance. Wow. So, right, this is an important thing. The, the problem they discovered was they used hydrogen as well. And hydrogen has this awkward quality of exploding near heat. Yeah. So basically the Allies, the British essentially, armed their guys with incendiary bullets and they just shot them down. Nice and simple. Yeah. Jump to World War Two, right? Because the Americans realised this isn't really going to – in fact, what happened was during World War One, the Americans went, hang on, the hydrogen is not good. What's a better gas for this? And it's a little gas called helium. Oh. Yeah. So basically the Americans – Makes you talk like yeah, this. The Americans just got to get it. We've now got to go and kill everybody. So basically they they discovered helium and we'll talk about helium as well. It's really important mm. to talk about it. They discovered helium, one of the noble gases, one of the most <laughs> the noble gases. It's a noble gas. What do you mean a noble gas? It's called an it's it's that's the part of the argon, neon, freon, helium, hydrogen. It's a gas, it's lighter than air. And the most important thing about helium is mm. it is the second most common element in the universe after hydrogen. The big problem with helium is it ain't that common down here. No. And it is an absolutely non-renewable element. Oh. We, we can't get any more of it. Right. The so stuff why we, helium. Helium. So why are we wasting our birthday parties? Exactly. <laughs> Every time. I've you- just learned something new. This is like my mind has been blown. Why are we wasting our birthday parties on a gas that's non-renewable? It's a non-renewable gas. Well, here, well here's the thing. Australia is actually a producer of helium. There's oh. not a lot of us, a lot of them in the Where does it come from? Helium comes from the uh, You were like I can't uh, wait for you to ask that oh, question. Oh, you <laughs> fell into my trap. Damn it. Right. Helium is created by the decomposition of radioactive elements like okay. uranium and thorium, stuff like that. It decays in the ground, mm. the helium is released, it worms its way up because it's lighter than air. It worms its way up and generally winds up in natural gas deposits where it can then be separated. Okay. Australia has lots of natural gas. Yes. We are, in fact, the fourth largest producer. So Australians can waste their helium on birthday parties. Now, when I say we're the fourth largest producer <laughs> of helium in the world, we only produce 3% of it. Wow. That's the fourth largest producer. America produces 56%. Wow. Yeah, I did sit down and do this. Qatar creates 31%. And the third largest producer is Algeria with 6%. Okay. I mean, it makes sense that America's full of a lot of hot air. A lot of hot air. Uh. Right. Now, here's and I would have loved Trump (laughs) to get up and go, everyone believe me, I'm truthful. Anyway, everyone sounds like Michael Jackson when I do it. Now, now the whole thing is, this is the really important thing, Mm. helium is the only element on the planet that can escape the Earth's gravity. Okay. When it gets released, if you don't capture it, it will just literally float away. Mm. Right. Now- there is a massive source of helium very close to us. It's only eight and a half light minutes away. The sun produces a lot of helium with the breakdown of hydrogen. All right, so okay. that one of the results is helium ash, it's called. But, of course, good luck getting it. Everyone's actually hopeful that we can find helium-3 somewhere like on the moon and we can mine it and then break it down into helium And when gas. you say everyone, you mean there's one person who's yeah, keen on that. Me. Yeah. Uh, 
Me and Elon, two people. <laughs> like, Elon and I. Not everyone. We're going to sit on the moon going... <laughs> right. So the Americans have worked out if we use helium, we can put balloons yep. up and they won't get shot down. Yep. Right. But then they also went, we've got all the helium. They wouldn't let Germany have any, which is why the Hindenburg happened. The Hindenburg was a hydrogen-filled balloon. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I found it interesting. There is footage of the Hindenburg and they've got little cigarette lighters. And I'm like, guys, you're on a freaking ball it's of hydrogen. It's so crazy to yeah. me. Right, so that was the big thing. They couldn't okay. use. They weren't going to be using hydrogen anymore. It's too dangerous. So they, you know, they went on to helium. And America actually said, if the war kept going, they would have basically had rigid dirigibles going over Germany and just bombing it. Wow, they would have just flattened the place. Now, the whole thing with going through history, the next step was World War Two barrage balloons. Remember, every time you see like the Battle of Britain type stuff, there's always a balloon on the end of a string. Right, they just float over London. They have these big sort of sort of bomb shaped balloons floating over London. Mm. Well, what you do is that, that basically you put those balloons up to about you know fifteen hundred to forty five hundred meters, mm. and that would stop low level bombing. Right, so you oh. wouldn't get an actual bomb. And then they started actually putting explosives in the balloons, so if the planes got too close, they blow them up. Okay. Right now we so go. So it's like those bombs they used to put out in sea. They're called mines. The mines. Yeah. yeah but air like, mines. Yeah. So it was like air mines. Yeah. But you know the ones that used to just like they float. And I used to find them really, really weird. <laughs> no, the like they're little... kind of yeah, they're kind of scary looking. They'd just be out in sea. Yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of like that before. Kind of like air. that. And they could also release. Like if there was a squadron of planes coming, they just in, they release, could release it, it and oh. it could float up into the middle and explode. I mean, who knew balloons were so clever? They're so dangerous. I know. Right. Now we go to the Cold War, and the yep. Americans really got into balloons during this. Mm. Right during the Cold War, as they said, as the state said. Balloons were a means of overcoming a lack of photographic and meteorological intelligence on the Soviet bloc landmass. Yes. Basically, they went, let's play with balloons. So you had Project Moby Dick in 1953, which led to Project Genetrix in 1956. And basically, they were just floating balloons. They had, of course, they had like the U-2 or the high-range like spy planes. Oh. U-2 was the spy plane. So Bono wasn't up there? No, 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 no. But they named themselves after a spy plane. And there was, of course, the story of Gary Powers, who was uh, flying a U-2 um, spy plane over the Barastra and got shot down. The thing with balloons is uh, they were using them in Afghanistan, they were using them in Iraq. And, in fact, one of the things they're used for nowadays is landmine clearance. Right. Because you sit under – you literally lie under a balloon and you can float a foot above the ground and work on – you know, literally locate the mines and take them out. South Korea have been using them. Mm. They use they float them over the DMZ into North Korea and release propaganda pamphlets. Oh my god! So the North Koreans shoot them down, and the North Koreans just floated one back, but it was a little one with just a sensor pod underneath it. It wasn't threatening at all. Yeah, because this is what was so interesting to me. It's like all these people were like, oh, my God, how dare they send a balloon? Like this is something that has never been done before. And And there was like this rhetoric around how it was just China testing out whether we can pick up anything in our airspace. Well, that's an interesting point that we'll get to. Now, the other thing that everyone's sort of forgotten about is not just the three that went across during the Trump administration. Mm. There have been June 2020. One went across Japan, 2021 Taiwan, January 22, the Andaman and Nicobar Islands in India. They're mm. all, and everyone's like going, they've got to be Chinese. No one knows who else would do so it. So Chinese are just letting balloons off left, right, and center. Yeah, February 22, Hawaii had F 22s scrambled because mm. there was a balloon showing up. And funnily enough, they always seem to go over military bases. Mm. The weather. We I know. I don't know what the weather is like <laughs> over Edwards Air Force Base. And finally, Costa Rica and Colombia, there's one floating around down there now. Mm. Now, 
probably the Americans have had one floating down because of Colombia, yes. the drug deal. And Makes sense. They do use them as surveillance platforms. And now everyone goes, but what's the point? Why would you do that when you've got a satellite? Well, here's an interesting point. One, satellites are generally stationary, right? Mm. They sit in a location. Oh, well, they've got a set orbit. So one, they're very predictable. So once you know that there's a satellite coming... You cover all the things that you don't want seen. Exactly, right? And also to move it out of position is extremely expensive. And also the other thing is it's trailing at 24,000 kilometres an hour above the Earth. You're going to get snap, snap, snap and that's it. Yeah. A balloon can literally hang for days over a location. Right. No, it was an interesting point they made is... It seemed to be hovering over, I think it was It was Montana. a nuclear um, a, a, site. A Whipple, uh, a Whipple. A Whipple. What's that mean? A know. missile silo. A missile a silo. How did I get Whipple? I don't know. I don't know how you get most of the things that come out of your mouth. Good point. There. Right. So it was floating over a missile silo. Mm. And interestingly enough, as they said, there could have been like proprietary aircraft technology up yep. there that they didn't want seen. So that would have to be parked in a hangar. If you had flight plans, you couldn't do them. Right. You literally can just really inconvenience everybody under underneath. The other thing is because they sit in the stratosphere, so they sit sort of like between 25 to 36 seven kilometres above the earth. Right. It's very hard to get to them. Right, because they're a little bit too low for planes. No, they're too high. Oh, they're too high. Right, so between 24 and 37 kilometres is the stratosphere. And that's yep. where, well, it goes higher, but that's about where these surveillance So they sit hang. just above the stratosphere. What, in it? In it. In but it. like at the very top end of it. Well, Let's not get into it. Because Red Bull did a whole thing where a guy Jumped. dived off a balloon. Yep, yep, yep. And it was like in space. Yeah. yeah. See, if we go, you really want to break down the atmosphere. <laughs> I, don't, um, I don't actually. Stop, stop, stop. Some, Let's stop. <laughs> right. But here's the thing. So between 24 and 37 kilometres mm. above the ground, that's where these balloons generally operate. Yeah. Commercial on a commercial airline, so the planes we would fly, you know, around the world in, 10 to 12 kilometres above the ground, a fighter plane up to 20 kilometres it can okay. be. Right, so generally they operate outside the area that, say, an F-22, though they, they believe that an F-22 Raptor, of course the Americans haven't said, but they do believe that the Raptors can go a bit higher than right. 20. Right, this balloon was extremely low. It, it was only 18 kilometres up. It shouldn't have been that low. So basically it's probably sprung a leak and started drifting down. Two points it could be made. It could have malfunctioned, right? Yeah. It could have sprung a leak or the Chinese could have just like gone, fuck it. Screw it. Let's send it in low. Because <laughs> here's the thing. Everyone goes, well, that's ridiculous. It would just get blown off course. The thing about it is it did have like multiple solar panels and multiple propellers on it. Though, again, again, this is a very big thing. So I think people, when they think of a balloon, they're thinking of like the regular balloon that you blow up. Like, do you know what I mean? I don't yeah. think they're imagining like what the technology around what a balloon could look exactly. like for surveillance. Right. That's really good. So Because the balloon itself would like mm. the, the thing that lifts it, that makes it negatively buoyant, that yeah. makes it float is the helium. Yep. But then there's a secondary bladder inside that just sucks air in and out. So if you want to make the balloon heavier, you pull more air in yeah. and it drops. You want it to make it lighter, you blow air out and it lifts. So it's kind of like a drone in that respect. Exactly. Right. Now, the great thing about it is there's two ways you can operate it. You can operate it from the ground. Mm. Right. Now, that's pretty good if you've got the ability to track it and track it closely. You can operate it that way. But what they believe might have been happening with this balloon, which could have been the problem, was it might have been operating with an AI. Now, the AI would literally uh. go, this is the course you have to follow. Now, the atmosphere, the wind doesn't all blow in one direction. Different stratas of air, different directions of wind. And if you go out on a really, really sort of like one of those sort of 
nights it's great as someone said you know go out on a boat and you mm. sit there and look up you'll see clouds going one way but clouds going a different direction yes. so basically it's going i've got to keep going east towards the east coast which is where it was brought down and interesting when you look at the pattern follows it follows the jet stream around the like across into the united states yeah down through Canada and then out through the Had Carolinas. it made its way from China? How did it get? Yeah, all yeah, that yeah. It gone up from it gone out of China, over Japan, up around the Bering Sea, down through Alaska, down through Canada, that's down through Montana. The... That's and then, insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it went across, funnily enough, it just seemed to be going across all of these missile silos. Yeah. Right. So as it came out, that's when they sent the F twenty two up. It fired a sidewinder, another very old piece of technology. Yeah. Right. Really old missile. And I think now they're collecting the debris. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's the other the thing is, like everyone's going, oh, but it hit the ground, and you know, it would have hit the water like hitting concrete, and it would have broken into a million pieces. No, this, these things are massive. But there was a. Remember, we talked about Operation Ivy Bells with yep. the Americans. Yep. They also, while they were doing Ivy yep. Bells, they picked up, and they were some of the pieces were only six inches long, but they managed to reverse engineer that missile and work out how it worked. Right, mm. it was a hypersonic US or supersonic Russian missile. So the thing is. It hit the water. It yes, of course it's going to fall apart. It's a you know it's a heavy piece of kit hitting the ground or hitting the water. But the water is only like fourteen meters deep. Yeah. So it's going to be really easy for the Americans to pull everything out. Now the Chinese have gone. Oh oh oh! Weather satellite. Yeah. I just honest to God, as soon as I heard about it, I just imagined Xi Jinping dressed as Pennywise from It, going, "You want a balloon, Joey?" <laughs> and it's it's very interesting because I think the timing of it isn't particularly good for China considering they were in trade discussions with the US. Ah, and now that's a really good point. You know, Blinken was about to go over. Yep. He's cancelled his trip to China. And this has to be embarrassing for the Chinese in some regards. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people are sort of intimating that, well, maybe China did it at this point in time in this way to go to America going, yeah, we're willing to negotiate, but we're not going to muck around. We're still willing to go the whole hog with you. To me, Why? What's yeah. the point? I mean, there have been multiple instances of balloons going, like the Chinese using balloons, over the last few years. Yeah. Now, the Americans are doing it too. Let's not be stupid. In no. fact, most militaries do. Absolutely. So basically, we have drones. Now, the longest drone you can have on site, well, I think the longest they can stay up there is maximum mm. 24 hours. Mm. These balloons can hang a lot longer. Now, there was uh, a source basically said to me, this is what the Americans are thinking of doing. They're sort of readjusting their air combat potential in the Pacific because of the, the rising Chinese threat. Yeah. One of the things they've sort of done is, yeah, we can use these surveillance balloons, but they can also work as communications platforms. They can also work as electronic, uh, like, Alent source. That was the other thing a lot of people said was this thing was probably not just taking photos. It's floating above all of these facilities and it's soaking up all of the electronic emissions and it's reading them, right? Yeah. So uh, the Americans are also using them as communications platforms because you can pop them up in the atmosphere and as long as the helium doesn't escape. So what do you think about the idea that it was sent in to kind of test the US and their reaction to such things invading their airspace? Look, it's... The, the potential's there for but that. But I, I just think it's too embarrassing for I, well, China, I, though. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't see the, the benefit for the, the for the Chinese. Yeah. Right? It's A, it's embarrassing. B, it kind of – it looks – it's so clown showy, right? Yeah, absolutely. But also, one thing it did do was it kind of galvanised the US military to go, hang on, this is technology that – Yeah. 
we need to really, really focus on. And I also think, I don't think the child, I really do believe that there must have been some sort of um, malfunction in it, simply because it shouldn't have been visible. Exactly. It should have been up so high that it just would have looked like a, you know, uh, yeah, most people would have looked up and gone, what's that? But the fact that you could get out there with a, a nice camera lens and get a decent shot of it, that's not a good sign. Yeah, and I think what was also interesting to come out of it was also in regards to the timing of it, but how a lot of people were saying, yeah, well, China has had this kind of balloon-shaped thing spying on US teenagers. It's called TikTok. (laughs) Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I remember that. And the reason why this is so apt is because, you know, we've got the TikTok CEO who's testifying before Congress in March. So this is essentially will have the US government being a little bit more forceful on those questions because they're like, well, what's China really doing? Yeah, well, and but here's the thing. China is the preeminent power on the planet. Well, not the preeminent, it's the emerging power on the planet. And it is a risk to national security. Yeah, of course it is right uh, tiktok is a I t- the problem with tiktok is it's just a data thing and you know uh, well no but they can it has the ability to control and sway the narrative which oh, yeah. can be used for propaganda and can be divisive to democracies Oh, totally. So I think from that perspective, when you have the Chinese government in charge of something that millions of teenagers are perusing, Mm -hmm. it can work in their favour. Yeah, I mean, to me, basically a lot of TikToks seems to be a lot of close-up magic and people at concerts going, this is awesome. But there are, like, social media, and we've discussed this before, social media is an influencer. I mean, Facebook was... uh, heavily involved in mm. the Arab Spring, right? People were using um, yep. Facebook and those sort of messenger platforms or social media platforms. Elon Musk is causing all sorts of drama with Twitter. TikTok is owned by a government, right? That's probably the difference, like all but, the other ones. But are- that's why I think like this was such an embarrassment for China, particularly because you know they've got, as we just mentioned, the, the conversations going on about foreign trade and yeah. then we've got TikTok before US Congress. So I think this is the last thing that they really wanted to happen. And I also want to make the point because a lot of the conversation on Twitter was around, I mean, of course, they politicized it. It was a Democratic Republican debate. You know, the Republicans were like, well, the Democrats aren't working hard enough. And then all of a sudden, defense was like, well, you know, when Trump was in, there was all these other balloons and people like, no, they're making that up. So, I mean, it is quite possible that the US president isn't briefed across all of this stuff. You know what? When you've got an asset that large floating over your country, Mm. you you're going to be brief. Really? It's, yeah. Oh, okay. God, yeah. Yeah. They're not going to go, oh, geez, we can't tell them that there's a balloon on station. You know, mm. it's like basically it's coming out on Twitter. Right. Right. So if it's coming out through social media, if it's being – it's coming out probably on television. But, well, not probably. But why were the other things not disclosed? Is that because they'd never – the balloons had never come down that close? Um, what, the, the Trump balloons? Yeah, like the previous balloons. Like Because people are acting like this is the first time it's ever happened, right? I think, again, it's one of those things where the balloons probably would have been detected, located, and they probably didn't penetrate as far into yeah. the continental United States. Yeah. But also, because they were they were probably up at a much higher altitude, mm. they weren't as visible, therefore people weren't going, hang on, there's a freaking balloon hanging over us, what's going on? Yeah. Right, so the military would have in the interest of national security gone, we don't need to, you know, they don't need to know. Mm. Unfortunately, everyone knew. And then, of course, there were the congressional Republicans who decided we're going to weaponize this to talk about Sleepy Joe again, which is like, sit down, shut up, you don't know what you're talking about. The military... Like when something enters your airspace, one of the things about these balloons as well is really interesting because they move so slowly, 
right? They've got they're more drift than like high speed penetration. They don't send off as big a radar signal. Right. This is what I'm reading. Don't quote me yeah. on this. I could be very wrong. And also because they get further and further up into the atmosphere, you know, your radar range isn't infinite, so there is signal drop. Now the other interesting thing, and this is a point that everyone needs to remember, is the territorial airspace above a, a, a nation mm. extends to the end of the atmosphere. Right, you don't go up to the stratosphere. Right, and go, it's not international waters up there. <laughs> right? You know how we we talked about yeah, territorial yeah, waters. Yeah. Well, right? no, well, of course, because you have countries that shut down their airspace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you shut yeah. down an airspace. So and that in, is, in war times, yeah. people shut down their airspace quite often. Well, the interesting thing was the number of people that were like taking photos through the crosshairs of their site on their rifle mm. and people, you know, pointing their, you know. Looking, so American. Yeah, very American, pointing their rifles up into the sky. Yeah, it's not going to hit, right? No. That was the big thing when MH17 went down in Ukraine yeah, and the they... Russians went, oh, it was probably someone with a shoulder. No, sorry. At 10,000 feet, you're not hitting it with a stinger. You know, yeah. You've got to have something that is also, able to get 10 kilometres Also, above the, the flight went through... Went air, over combat air, airspace. Yeah, combat airspace, yeah. Or, which wasn't a, a, What is it? A competitive airspace. Yes. So, that look, big mistake, you don't fly over war zones. Mm. But you don't fly over a country's airspace. China has broken the rules by going, let's push one over there. Now... America, as much as you can go, oh, how dare you? Yeah. I'm Thaddeus Howe and I am the balloon fire. <laughs> right? America does it too. Yeah. And has been doing it for a long Over time. Over China? Oh, God, yeah. They'd yeah. be sending them into China. Of course they would. And Russia. We're not idiots. Yeah. Right? We all, here's the thing it's like every time something happens in the intelligence world, I can guarantee you. Everyone else is doing it. Everyone else is probably doing it. Yeah. It's just we haven't been caught. Yes. And look, Australia, at the moment, Australia is moving into the drone sort of sphere. We've got one of our own, which is meant to, like, we've just developed it alongside, I think it's either Boeing or Lockheed. That's been developed out at Woomera. Mm. And it's, it's, what was it? The, um, I think it's called the fruit bat or something. It's, it's a, it's, it's a bat. And it's a real, like, even the Americans have gone, hang on, this is a really good drone. Amazing. Right. But we've also been buying. Does it shit on you really? badly like fruit bats do like you can't get that stain out it hangs upside down and goes you just can't get the stain out because fruit bats of course are always on the helium (laughs) (laughs) but the australians have also in fact abbott announced it when he was prime minister we bought a thing called the triton which is you know it's not a big chunky four-wheel drive drone (laughs) it's a long-range u.s drone and Mm. it's a like it's a really good one but again drones have got limited capacity because they've got a limited airspace in fact drones don't generally fly as high as commercial airliners right? right they sort of fit in the middle right they sit in that middle space and also they've just limited time hang time where you've got something like a a balloon mm. and i'm pretty sure we've probably floated a few balloons out now and then yeah. right with a little listening platform or a camera platform or something on it again as everyone said oh those propellers wouldn't do anything the propellers do one really important thing if you're trying to take photographs it stabilizes the platform so if it's moving and there's going kind of a rocking mm. motion an AI on board would go, hang on, how do I stabilise this? Or there's just a gimbal with a gyroscope in it that goes, we need to stabilise, and it automatically stabilises the platform. The camera starts rocking off shots. And then as it moves on, you know, the propellers stop and it just keeps drifting. The big thing about the balloons, and again, it comes down to that thing with everyone going, oh, it's so silly. That's the point. Yeah. Right? It's high. Most people would look at it and go, this is just so ridiculous. Sometimes we out-tech ourselves. Well, the thing is, this is really old tech. But simple. Yeah, simple tech. And that's the really big thing about drones, or about balloons, I should say, is they're 
inexpensive compared to any other surveillance tool. One hundred percent. Because a balloon, it's not that hard. And also, no one sees a balloon as a threat, especially when it's got a clown attached. Exactly, a little clown, you know, a little basket underneath, yeah. and the guy with a bottle of champagne yeah. going, bop, bop. just passing by. <laughs> that is how, <laughs> Mr. President. Look at me. I'm at 65,000 feet and I can't breathe, but I'm drinking champagne, right? So, bottom line, I think we're at the bottom line now. We are at the bottom line. Bottom line, have we talked about this enough? No, I think there's not enough balloon content in the world right now. I don't think so. I think we need more balloons. No, bottom line. Bottom line is this. Okay. As much as, oh, and one other thing I forgot to talk about, it comes down to the helium. Okay. This is going to work for as long as we have helium, but as soon as you run out of helium- so I think the one thing that I've taken out of this app is that we're going to run out of helium. Helium is a highly- I had no idea. I feel like that is like a learnt thing <laughs> for me right now. Every time you go to a party <laughs> and there's the happy birthday floaty thing, yes. just think about the number of photos that could have been taken over a missile silo somewhere in the US. Maybe if I'll just uh, invent my own little drone, fly it yeah. over people's houses. <laughs> You know that guy in, what was the Pixar movie with the house? Oh, yeah, Up. Up, yeah. Yeah, that guy? Yeah. He has no respect for national security, that old man. No. Right, so basically this is going to go for as long as we have helium, right? Right. We can't, we, you, and you can't fake helium. You can't, can't manufacture fake it. fake it you make it? Yeah, you got to find it. Yeah. Right, and, you know, Australia, we sell helium. Are we going to keep it for ourselves? Who knows? Let's um, pocket it. It's pocket. Yeah. yeah, we pocket it. Save it for all, a rainy day. Yeah, pocket it, and then we all float away. Yeah. Where are you going, David? i got pockets full of helium. So, bottom line is, if you see the balloon in the sky, someone's watching you. Ooh.